0: Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The Force will be with you. Always. For the next four days,
1: I... (laughs) You got Hello it, and oh, welcome. Everyone. We were in the middle of talking. I tried to say it really quickly before we go live, but I'm sorry. it's all good. Um, so, of course, guys, we are a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. Um, apparently, things are just going crazy today. Uh, we're probably going to have a fairly short episode, I think, uh, compared to the last few. To be completely honest, um, Katie and as well as my wife and myself are going a little crazy with cooking um, because like, how do people prepare for Thanksgiving? Like (laughs) as a child, I never really wanted to look behind the veil and like wonder how everything was made so quickly. Um, As I grew up, I saw the mania that is like trying to get everything ready on time. I don't like it. Uh, Adulting is hard. And uh, yeah, 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 uh, I—I so were le-
2: curious. <laughs> my pumpkin, so I made homemade pie crust, and I thought I made enough crust for two. I did not have enough, so I made a tester while my other was in the fridge. Pie crust is a success. So
1: that's awesome. I legit for Friendsgiving yesterday. We ordered pizza, and we just ate pizza, and then. <laughs> Tomorrow, I think me and my wife are legit just eating finger food. Like crackers <laughs> and jam and cream cheese. But we also have ham, green bean casserole, and I think a pecan pie. That's it. That's literally it. Like no I'm giant turkey pom- or nothing. Just
2: I'm making homemade pumpkin pie. And this is the first year Matt's coming to my grandma's for Thanksgiving. And so my whole family's going to be there, like, big shindig. Like, it was one of my favorite parts of my childhood. So I'm really excited. So, but y'all, happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this when the episode drops, happy Life Day. I know we forgot to say that last week because technically uh, it was last yes, week. Yes, yes. Um, But we are a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. If you've been here before, you know the spiel. And if not, it'll be down in the description box below. We've got eight shows, seven days a week, uh, a couple bi-weekly ones. So not every day of the week, but, you know, we're we're here. Clay's yes. got a bunch of shows on the network. I've got two shows.
0: Um, <laughs> We're speeding I'm through this.
1: We're speeding I'm, through this. I'm, I'm, I just <laughs> want. I just. I just want to highlight two things from last week. Um, and technically, it's going to be this week for you, but uh, me, Chris, and Katie uh, recorded a Ghostbusters Afterlife episode that I believe drops this next Sunday so
2: yes I to edit that tonight
1: (laughs) yes go check it out when it drops um we had a very awesome discussion about it i think it was well loved all the way around if you haven't seen it yet go see it especially with the family if everybody is safe to go out and watch it and then of course last saturday uh joe and i well i guessed on his show uh a walk through the multiverse and we talked about the comic book radiant black which is really big right now it's doing really great things and it was a lot of fun talking two hours of that book um so go check those two things out we have patreon uh one dollar and five dollar tiers five dollars is what gives you all the access to all the goodies and stuff let's go ahead and- oh and also well. Is it for us or is it just for Geekverse or is it GUA that has Manscaped for the rest of the month?
2: I think it's just Geekverse. We did not those get a
1: punks. Post like those punks. Anyway, go support our <laughs> sister station, Geekverse. Uh, good guys over there. Uh, I still need to listen to their to their news segment for last night, but go check them out. Go check the uh, GV code for uh, Manscaped because you know it's just good stuff. And let's go ahead and jump into our topic. The to- Well, do we have any really big news? Like, I was kind of looking, and I don't <laughs> even really think there's anything too big.
2: So, Star Wars News Net updated their site, and it's really confusing me, because I'm like, I just need the recent news, and it's like, ah! <laughs> um, so, a couple things just to kind of, like, shoot off. Um, Dennis Lawson who plays Wedge Antilles who my dog is named after stated that he may have had a a larger role in The Rise of Skywalker. So that's interesting. Um, Not much really to go on there but it's just kind of like a you know. um, And originally he didn't want to come back for The Force Awakens so that surprises me that he would have a larger role in The Rise of Skywalker. What about you?
1: I I mean it's interesting uh, to be completely honest i didn't really i wasn't really expecting him to return either to be honest uh just because of how little the role kind of would have been or whatever but you know it is what it is uh one thing that i kind of we because i think it was you that posted it into our group chat um there was the Official image of the book of Boba Fett, <laughs> and it kind of looks like there's a lot of space in that image.
2: It clearly has more space. That's like, oh, who's supposed to be here in the image? It's got uh Fennec Shand to the right, and then it's got Bo- Boba Fett, and then it's got like this huge, like almost I would say a third, no, a little larger than a third, honestly. Yeah, like half, half the image is just this washed out, like light shining over this area and i'm like why the hell would you make that an official image because everybody's speculating now why wouldn't you have just cut it off and gone oh hey you know and you could have perfectly centered it because boba's on one side of the throne and then finnick is on the other you could have perfectly made a perfect promotional image like that i don't get it
1: yeah it's very odd that you like again i just think that Now, 2021 is very odd for marketing Um, Mm -hmm. for Sony, for Star Wars. I'm not necessarily sure what is going on with their brains. Um, I made the guess, wild guess, uh, that this is Kira. Uh, You know, just throwing that out there because I still think that she's going to be a part of this series. Uh, Who do you think this person could be?
2: Well, <laughs> if you read War of the Bounty Hunters by Charles Soule, I would highly doubt that it's Kira. I know we all want it to be Kira, but I highly doubt it's Kira based on like kind of the confrontation that they have in this because Kira, spoiler alert, steals Han from Bubba Fett. Yes. Um, and I just did an episode on this for World's Finest True Believers with Chris. That will be out. Some point in January, I think he said end of January, but so I'm like going into spoilers. But like, based on this, he's like, I now know who I'm going to kill at the end of this. And so he doesn't end up killing her in this, but there's two more volumes set to go, or two more like in the series. So there's going to be Crimson Rain, and then there's going to be The Hidden Empire. And that completes Charles Soule's trilogy on Kira. So I don't think is going to be in it, because Bob was, like, really pissed. So. Um, yeah, which my- is,
1: I feel like that would be, like, a perfect way to, like, fill out an antagonist, be a technical protagonist <laughs> in another movie.
2: Maybe. But I couldn't see her standing right next to them. Like, in the throne room. Ah, uh, true.
1: Because true, it kind of does look like, like a hero pose type of promotional mm. image. So...
2: I what, think I think, that. what I think it is, is Pedro Pascal was originally rumored to have parts in this. Because remember, this is supposedly The Mandalorian Season 2.5. Yes. So, um, and some people have like kind of analyzed the voice that we get at the beginning of the Book of Boba Fett trailer. And yes. say that that's Pedro's voice. So I would picture that that's Din Djarin.
1: I, I still don't know how I feel. Like, I understand that this was kind of pushed as a 2.5 Mandalorian season, but, like, I have enough Mandalorian in the Mandalorian show. Like, mm-hmm. give give me Boba, give me other characters, like, broaden this story a little bit more and keep it less narrow, you know? Um but it it is what it is. I just I thought it was absolutely hilarious when you dropped this into our chat, just because that is obvious. Like it is <laughs> it is like Photoshop 3.0 of like, oh, I just learned how to cut an image and here's how to mask it. And it's just like yeah. wharf, lights and dust. It,
2: uh, and it granted, it's making for great promotional spiel for Book of Boba Fett because literally it's I think it's gone viral uh with people just going who do you think's in this image? Like several podcasts have picked it up and gone, okay, tell us who you think's in the image. We'll read the best ones off on the podcast. So several people have picked it up. So if that was their intent, props to them. If not, like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... The next bit of news, so Book of that Fett did get um, an Empire spiel as well as um, there was an exclusive interview in that with Dave Filoni. Um, and there was some comments about, like, uh, Dave st- stated that he's writing the Ahsoka story that he's always wanted to write. Um, and so that's pretty cool. Um, otherwise, there's not really much more to that. Let me just double check with this. He said, it's thrilling. I gotta tell you, it's something you imagine doing for a long time. And then it's kind of startling when you're sitting there and now you have to do it. I thought of this adventure for Ahsoka for a long time. And it's interesting to see how it's evolved years ago. I never would have imagined that it was sprung from a branch of a tree that had anything to do with a guy like Din Djarin or a child that looks like Yoda. It's a great lesson for me on how, when you have other creatives like Jon Favreau, they can help lend such dimension and depth to what you're doing. Uh, So that's really all he had to say there. Um, we and t- as far as other Ahsoka news, um, we have talked about several rumored castings previously. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I
1: guess that's a little big, you know. <laughs> that's a little
2: big. <laughs> uh, we forgot about it. <laughs> um, so Ahsoka has had several rumored castings for uh Sabine Wren, who uh, Ahsoka goes and picks up at the end of Rebels, presumably to go look for. Ezra and the Mandalorian episode Ahsoka is in takes place before that epilogue. So what we have here is um, a trade has actually reported on a Sabine Brin casting. And the cast, um, the casting is Natasha Liu Bordizo. Um, and uh, the voice actor who originally portrayed her was Tia Sarkar. Um, and she could have fit the role perfectly. Like, I love her and everything. She's been in live action to vocals. Uh, so I'm kind of really sad about that. Um, I know the other one that they were thinking about was uh, the 100, the priestess who kind of keeps up with the chip. I can't remember her name. Mm -hmm. Um, but she would have also been a phenomenal casting choice. Um, so that, yeah, that's about it. Um, she does she have anything in particular? It's, She's more of a relatively unknown actress, which is what Star Wars has tried to go with over the past couple of years to try and go, okay, we're going to bring you to light, not the other way around. Um, And so I know a couple of people have commented on, um, like, she's more of a light-skinned Asian, but they did go with somebody of Asian descent. Um, I'm sorry, like, there's a lot of legitimate reasons to go either way with it. Um, If you're angry with the casting or not. but I, she's got the look, I think. Like I think
1: kind of I thing. think that she does. I think that once we actually see her transform into the character uh, with costume design and everything else, I'm sure she will have the look down uh, 100%. Um, I'm really excited about this uh, because this is just one step closer to finally getting that Ezra casting, you know so, so close, uh, and then hopefully uh, Thrawn immediately after, or at the same time, you know?
2: Right, and with it filming in March, I would presume that we're going to get something very similar, because it's going to be a mini Um uh, I would presume we're going to get something very similar to what we got for Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which was that casting matrix grid um, yeah. that Disney put out at the beginning of filming. So, Hopefully, we'll get some confirmations there. Remember, just because it comes from a trade, it makes it like 95% legitimate. Sometimes trades still get stuff wrong. Contracts yeah, go through Yeah, there's still
1: because... 5% for us to uh, get disappointed in, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, something to just consider. Take everything with a grain of salt unless it comes from StarWars.com. <laughs> um, I think the last bit of news we have is uh the mandalorian composer ludwig Göransson? i think that's how you pronounce that who has outstanding soundtrack work um from his movies to the mandalorian it's phenomenal um uh, and so he is um he has been nominated for best score soundtrack for visual media In this year's Grammys. Uh, Specifically nominated is. The season 2 volume 2 soundtrack. Which is episodes 13 through 16. So. Props to to Ludwig. Um, He has won. um, He has previously won. Three Grammys. uh, The best score soundtrack for Black Panther. um, And then the other two. Were for his involvement. In writing Donald Glover's. This is America. So this is his eighth Grammy nomination.
1: Very nice. I did not know that. I saw a TikTok yesterday that somebody was just jamming out to the Mandalorian theme. And I kept that thing rolling for like a good three minutes. Like I was just sitting there. Just it's so good. I love the <laughs> guitar riffs and everything in there. Um, My
2: ringtone, Matt's ringtone for me is the Mandalorian. Theme, that's awesome. So.
1: Um, but I think that is it. We should be taking probably our one and only ad break for today. Y'all, Maybe
2: I'm sorry, but it's Thanksgiving.
1: Yes, like we said, no
2: Clay and I like to talk.
1: <laughs> everybody is kind of going crazy uh, this time of year. But let's go ahead and take our very uh, first and last ad break, and we will get to Volume One of the Star Wars High Republic Adventures.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness
1: And we are back.
0: So, hot. Well, just just roundabout
1: thoughts for you, Katie. How did you feel about this book?
2: So, it's definitely meant for younger readers. Going through and and reading, um, uh, Dark Empire Volume One, and then uh, High Republic Volume One. War of the Bounty Hunters. Those are all very much geared towards a more adult perspective. This is definitely something that um, a younger readers more geared towards because it's more Padawan focused. Um, it does have some very cool moments with Yoda and God. Everyone was like, everyone on Twitter was like, ah, I love Buckets of Blood, and I was like, ah, maybe not. No, I love Buckets of Blood. Buckets he's, of Blood
1: is he's a great character. But I want to see him outside of a all ages book. I want to see mm-hmm. how he would be portrayed there as well, because um, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about the uh, third person type of speaking. Mm-hmm. Like, because he he doesn't do it all the time, which is very weird. Like, it's it's either like you you go for it or you don't, and there was a lot of times where he was speaking in the third person and then when he wasn't. So I'm not entirely sure. And and I do like it how like, well, why do they call you buckets of blood? He's like, oh, well, it's because I go into battle and blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, buckets of blood to help people like transfusions <laughs> and things like that. So more of like medical aid and things like that. So I thought that was funny. Um, but I was very surprised how involved yoda was for this story because we have not seen yoda all but what three times in passing in other high republic stories
2: right and so yoda yoda before the light of the jedi um was the grand master of the jedi council the um, whatever you call him. Um, but he was the leader of the council. And is currently taking a sabbatical. To teach Padawans. Uh, and so this is kind of what this focuses on. It So it gives. It gives those people who are looking for. That Skywalker saga connection. It gives them there, yeah. um, But it also. Keeps him more. Back focused. Um, and chooses to focus more on the Padawans. Involved mainly. Um, zine. Lula, Farzala, and Court. You do get some other Padawans in here, but they're mainly just like a oh yeah, we're on a big Padawan academic learning ship. Yeah, um, and
1: we do get a small tease at Yoda's past, so I do hope that if we continue reading this that we do end up uh, learning about what that is. Um, there's a character in here that actually tells Yoda oh, well, the only reason why I trust you is because our our paths crossed so many years ago mm-hmm. and he mentions the name of the planet that uh they met at and you know i was like okay well what does that mean like how far along was that or whatever um but how did you feel about these these two characters that we first met uh it, was it Crix or C- uh, Cricks
2: or... and uh Zine, Zine.
1: Yeah, how did you feel about their relationship? Like, I will tell you this, Cricks. I don't like him. Like, I like him, they, they, they. There's moments where, like, of course, because of friendship and everything else, you're supposed to have, like feel sorry for him, probably. Mm-hmm. But by the end, it's pretty clear. Like, nah, this kid's not doing great and he's probably not going to be coming to the light side anytime soon.
2: Right. But one thing I did kind of enjoy was the parallels in the storytelling that we got between them because there were several points where the panels, they kind of mirrored between Krix and Zine what was going on between uh Zine on Starlight Beacon with the Jedi and then Krix with Martian Rowe of all people. So this uh probably takes place very close like in between the year uh between the light of the jedi and rising storm because Martian Rowe is searching for parts that will lead him to the leveler um yes. which is the weapon he uses in the rising storm so that he's looking for ways to kind of get to that point and that's where Cricks and zine come into being basically they're in sort of like a cult a Star Wars cult that um basically says all Jedi are bad the force is evil don't don't use it uh, and zine actually has force powers her elders or her parents knew this and said don't use it you need to hide it so she has been hiding and um, that's how Cricks and her end up swelling up is a latent emergence uh, from the light of the Jedi uh, I can't remember that ship Um But the hyperspace emergence comes out and attacks their planet, uh, which is Trimant 4. And so she um, basically does what all of the Jedi were trying to do in the light of the Jedi, which was hold the emergence back from crashing on the planet. Um, And she reveals herself in doing so to Crix, And so they are separated um, because he can't believe that she lied to him. What did you feel about that?
1: his whole thing about oh you lied to me you lied to me i it just felt very whiny i was just mm-hmm. like this this cannot be your best friend if you're willing to like just like cut her off at the one sign of like what i, I don't know just i guess it's just these force powers i'm like yeah that wasn't a real friendship if that's the case and then you get these moments of when they are split up, they still have a communicator and they're still sending messages back and forth. And it seems to be like genuine. And then we find out, Oh, well, Marcia knew about this all along. Now mm-hmm. we're going to set it up as a trap. Um, and then it even felt like, no, you're like, it's no longer genuine. It's no longer Cause there's a moment of like, Oh, we can, we can just leave and and leave all of this behind because the one thing that made it fairly obvious is, Oh, we can leave this all behind. And you just, you just don't use the force ever. And I'm like, you're, you're still taking the individual and putting them in a box and saying, Hey, don't get out of this box and then we'll be okay. You know, leaving all of this. Um, I did not like his character whatsoever. Uh, it just it just kind of irked me i'm like dude you 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 could be you know you could probably have some really good redemptive type of actions but because of how hardcore you were basically in this cult like it's it's clouding your mind even yoda was like hey we can we can we could be good let's just chill out Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Here's here's your little bat friend. See? Everything's good. We're all friends here. And then he's like, there's a green Jedi! And it's like, oh, crap. Okay. Never mind.
2: Peace out. Um, you know? because And Yoda's great right when he states it back to Zane because she's like, where is he? Where is he? Uh, and Yoda's like, he has to want to be rescued. And yeah. that's the thing. You, you have to want to pull yourself out of that stuff uh, before you can be willing to accept help. So... Um, but in terms of everything else, I really liked, um, like the, I liked some of the splash pages we get. However, yes. like the art on the nihil Hill scenes feels very dark and sometimes it's difficult to like tell the legibility of kind of what's going on.
1: Yeah, I, I did notice that a whole lot, uh, there were a lot of the, uh, the blacks the purples the blues uh, when it comes to anything with the nihil um, and then of course you get the very vibrant colors with the jedi um, also uh, <laughs> katie was very confused when her book came in she Yes. Like, why is this so small guys i'm not entirely sure um it's been a very long time since i've gotten a uh an actual comic like this now I'm used to manga being kind of this size and everything else. Um, this is really, really small. So I put it up to, I believe, uh, the first volume of the High Republic book and took a picture and sent it to Katie. And she was like, oh, okay. And yeah. I the excuse that I had was because it's for all ages, maybe they have to be considerate of all ages and they're like hey let's make this a little bit smaller so that way if kids really want to get into this it is not too big for them to hold um not entirely sure if that is true it's just my head canon for how small this book is
2: (laughs) and i mean that makes sense but in doing this it shrinks the art and like you're gonna have star wars fans of all ages reading these comics up, into their, up until probably when they die, um, if they're fans that long. So, I mean, for me, I'm like, I, I, I need my reading glasses to read this. Let me pull out the right, the right glasses. Like, geez.
1: <laughs> no, but I...
2: Oh, yeah, that's actually much better. I should have done that earlier. Yeah, Anyways.
1: no, it, it... So, for me, I went ahead and I was kind of nervous because they they were like oh there may have been a delay in your order so i was like oh crap i'm not going to be able to read this in time so the volume was unavailable to purchase at that time because technically amazon ships your orders early to get them on day of release yeah so when i got that news i was like i'm not going to wait I went ahead and I bought all five issues digitally. So I have all five (laughs) issues digitally and this volume. Um, And for some reason, I don't know why I'm doing it to myself, but I've gotten used to reading everything on my phone instead instead of my iPad. And so when it came to the splash pages, I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Turn my phone, zoom in. Okay, now I can read the text that's on the splash page. Um, so I do agree that because of the way they formatted this book, it does kind of hinder uh the way the art looks. I do enjoy the art though. Um yeah. I like I don't recognize Zine's alien species. I think she looks cool. Um the pink skin, the like yeah pink and purple and blue tendrils coming uh, from her head. I think looks really, really cool. Uh, I want her to be a Jedi, but I know she's not going to be.
2: Yeah, they're really sticking with the age limit here. Um, and you kind of, I picture her kind of becoming somewhat of like a Ty uh, for instance, who's able to do stuff because everyone seems very willing to help her um balance her powers and everything because she goes to kill Cricks at the end of this um uh, use using the force and lula's like ah, no we don't do that we don't do that here <laughs> um so i they're definitely going to be helping her i think um and so she may even get a lightsaber at some point will i she will never be classified as the jedi i don't think
1: I'm. I mean, as long as she can learn how to use a lightsaber, I think her character design with a lightsaber would look really, really cool. Uh-huh. But, uh, but yeah. So
2: this species has actually been seen in the Clone Wars. Um, with do you remember the fives episodes in um, the Lost Mission season six of Clone Wars? Yes. So. The twin sisters Tiplar and Tiply, One of them dies because a clone's chip malfunctions, and mm-hmm. Fives is like, "We got to figure this out." And everyone's like, "No, nah, it's a malfunction." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, um, so that's the species of the uh, twin sisters. There.
1: Oh, okay.
2: And then it also says, um, that. Another one named Saccus fought with the Alliance to restore the Republic in the Galactic Civil War, so that would be Rebellion era. Uh, and it looks like she's uh, a Special Forces uh, m- member, and it looks like a maybe a comic.
1: Very interesting. Let's yeah, say. I really, I really like her design. As far as the Padawans, um. I kind of wish we got this kind of action for the Padawans in the Clone Wars. Because, um, like, just those cast of characters with, like, the the small Wookiee and, and all of them, they were really fun whenever they had episodes, and I really enjoyed them. Um, it's very odd because we have the characters of, again, always forgetting names, people... <laughs> it's it's just a part of who I am. I, I always forget names. But we have, of course, Emery and Venestra, two mm-hmm. very young Jedi, right? And very much to the code, like, hey, we're going to listen, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then we have these Padawans here in this book, and they're like, um, we're going to steal a ship and we're going to go save some people. And yeah. it's like, uh, okay. And in my mind, I'm just like, why couldn't they have just told the Master Jedi and then have them go, you know, the more experienced Jedi, go save them. But in the end, they all were going to the exact same spot anyway. So yep. I was just like, eh, okay, I get it. But logic wasn't really going through. And I, I again, it is part of the whole thing with me and jedi and especially in the high republic the blur of the lines when it comes to showing emotion and uh like the whole friendship between our main uh jedi i can't remember her name ever chris no no no, no. the in in this book the one that's on the cover lula sorry so lula shows a lot of emotion. In this book, um, mm-hmm. she is like hugging Zine and like all of these other things. And again, because of, like I said, when we were reviewing Light of the Jedi and everything else, I'm very fascinated on how the shift in storytelling when it comes to Star Wars is. Yep. It's like, hey, you know, we were very strict and it was kind of like this religion based thing that was like very political. And I mean, yes, that's just the way it was written and now especially because this is a kid's book they're going to write for that audience they're going to write to of course uh have life lessons and things like that but it's very interesting in how they do it with something that has already been kind of set in stone like jedi in
2: general well and even even lula i think it's in uh, issue four, she like goes to comfort zine um and is like, yeah, I noticed these things about you, like your tendrils droop when you're sad. Yes. Um, and like pulls it out. Like, she's definitely have she definitely has a crush, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, and of course, if you've read uh Race to Crash Tower, which is the middle grade book, um, and-, and really even like The Rising Storm, they kind of have an appearance. Um, you get Lula Zine uh in a lot in race to crash point tower and then, see
1: that's the one i didn't read i own it mm-hmm. but i haven't read it yet so i will probably read that before we get wave three
2: it's very quick very quick read um but it's written by the same uh author so daniel jose older wrote oh, that. oh okay okay um so i i, I liked I, I think i like the introduction we get here um, I would like to see like a lot of these characters, a lot of the main ones in particular, like Vernestra Emery, Avar Chris, um, they've transferred over different forms of media and I'd like to see that happen more with the comic book characters so we can feel more connected to them.
1: Chris makes a very very brief appearance in the very beginning of this book if I am not mistaken um, when yeah she's in here a couple of points. The- Yeah, when they show all of the Master Jedi uh, firsthand uh, talking to Lula. And then at the end, when they are confronting Zine. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this. I do, like, for me personally, I have to keep the mindset of like, hey, this is an all-ages book. Because there are times when I read these books... And there's something like painfully obvious that they kind of tiptoe around or like spoon feed you with, and it's like, oh, this kind of feels like you're talking down to me. But I'm like, oh, this is meant for people younger than me. Okay, that makes sense.
2: Yep, and I do find it interesting. So we get like to the last uh, page, and like all the issues in this are split by like artwork of Martian Ro, which is. It's cool, yes. um, and the last page we actually get helmetless Martian Rowe, uh, which is cool to see. He's definitely got that Henry Cavill vibe. I feel like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you think Henry Cavill would be Martian Row? I still want Matt Smith. I still want him. I want. Yeah, Matt. maybe. I want that. I that don't know if Matt Smith jaw. could bulk up. I think he. Oh. I say that, <laughs> but he He's is one la- he is one lanky <laughs> kid. Um, I don't i I feel like I feel like if he bulked up, he would have like a weird bobblehead side effect. With yeah, the way his head is structured and his neck, I I just I don't know if he can. Yeah, I don't know if he can. But
2: so, like one of the things just on this page, so. Martian Rowe on his panels with Crix, he got he takes off his helmet and then he hands it to Crix and is like, now it's yours. And he's like, he says, indeed, it's one I used to wear many years ago. Now it belongs to you. When Crix says, This helmet looks like yours, I'm like, kid, did you not just see him take it off?
1: Again, there's just this like very odd sense of maybe it might have been an editing thing because I thought and he might actually have one. Yeah. So if you look carefully again, because it's very dark in that very dark second, was
2: very small. Yeah, Yeah.
1: very dark and very small. If you look yeah. at his other hand, he is carrying another helmet. Um, He somehow pulled this other one out of thin air. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of progression in it um but there is as far as panels go there's not a whole lot of progression it's literally just three panels it's supposed to be like uh, they're showing similarities between uh, Cricks and zine at the very uh, last page that's why it's so small and they they share mm-hmm. a whole page of the, of this similarity uh, yeah. but yeah uh Martian is actually like holding it underneath his arm or his armpit like he's carrying it yeah. Like
2: and I can kind of see that, but it's just like it's very tiny. Why has it got to be so tiny? <laughs> um. So yeah, that's my perspectives on this. Um. I think it's good. Um. So for those following the Star Wars comics and wanting to get issues and stuff, IDW will be publishing a volume two of the High Republic Adventures. Phase or phase one of the high Republic will end in the IDW adventures in issue 13. Okay. Which, and it, it seems like uh, the Marvel high Republic series will do something very similar. Uh, Kevin Scott has not confirmed every anything, uh, but Daniel Jose older said issue 13 is the one like that closes up kind of the phase one journey. And so, something to kind of keep in mind is with Dark Horse Comics coming in, they are predicted to take over the all-age comic line, um, and because of IDW, um, IDW has had several publishing delays. Um, oh yeah, that was something we didn't COVID. talk about.
1: Yeah, it was. It, the... It's
2: heavily rumored, and I hate I hate talking about people like losing contracts and stuff because it just sucks because so many artists and uh authors work on this stuff and it's not to say that these won't maybe transfer um but like there's a reason that daniel jose older's um trial of the shadows comic is with marvel i think instead of with idw yes so um just something to keep in mind if you're looking to get idw comics i know i've made my list and are going okay i need to get my idw comics for star wars um they like if IDW loses, they may stop publishing these for a little bit until somebody else picks it up. So Mm -hmm. just kind of keep that in mind.
1: Yep. Um, But well, wasn't there news not only just for like the, the high Republic continuing at dark horse, but didn't dark horse just take the IP of star Wars
2: from them. So dark horse um, will be publishing some high Republic comics. Um, but IDW was listed as Dark Horse will be publishing Star Wars comics in partnership with Marvel and IDW. So even though IDW is mentioned in it, everyone's thinking, I think their contract's up in February. And people are thinking Star Wars just isn't going to renew their contract.
1: Ah, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. But I think that is everything. Um... We didn't really hit a whole lot uh, from there. We kind of just hit the high points. Um, Honestly, guys, if any of you have anybody within the uh, younger age brackets that is trying to get into Star Wars, I do think this could be a very fun way to get into it if they have watched the Star Wars movies. Of course, I think Yoda is a great character uh, to uh, show them familiarities um, with Uh, with Star Wars in general. So go check that out. I believe they have up to issue 10 or 11 in these adventure books right now. Um,
2: I think, well, no. So I think they're on issue 11 because 13 is supposed to publish in February.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so issue 11, so you can catch up. But just like Katie said, they're going to be doing a volume two to book in that. Um, but, uh, I think that is it for the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening on, uh, this Thanksgiving day, uh, for us U.S. listeners. Um, you can always find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter. Uh, the link tree in my bio to all of the shows that I host, DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, Comic Legion Podcast, Weird Science, Marvel, DC, and Manga, Ranger Alliance, and of course, this show right here.
2: Oh, and you can follow me. I'm on Twitter as well. It's at slice of Katie. Um, I do have another show on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Podcast Network. It's a Slice of Film. Uh, we will be dropping two episodes this Sunday, so make sure you go check those out. That's Ghostbusters 2016 and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, two very good episodes. Love talking with people about these movies as always. If you want to come talk about a movie with me, put like reach out. Uh, you can DM me on the Slice of Film Twitter. It's at slice of film one, or you can DM my personal Twitter. It's like I said, at Slice of Katie. This show uh is on Twitter as well. It's at uh I was about to say slice of Star Wars. No, it's not Slice of Star Wars, uh, it's Star Wars the Lance Without the A and the Wars. Next week, Clay will be getting the day off. Um, Nathan is coming to talk about Lesser Evil, uh, the throne ascendancy volume uh three book. Uh, so very excited. I am sad. My physical copy is not going to come in in time for me to do my second hard copy read. I know. Um, I supported a small business. Uh, Winter River Books is uh, Timothy Zahn's local bookstore. Yeah. And any of his books um, that he publishes, you can put in an order and request for it to be signed. And they will hold it and say, hey, Tim, we've got some books for you sign. That's you totally worth it
1: too? though. Uh, that yeah. That is totally worth it. So that's a really, personal...
2: Really cool. Is a personal autograph, um, and so it's supposed to get here on Monday. I will have to buy the Kindle copy because I do need to, like, actually physically read the book, and I don't want to buy another hard copy of Lesser Evil. Can, you, can so, you
1: highlight on your Kindle?
2: I can, but I can't get different colors. <laughs> so, and it, like, so I may like pull. I I think I can do it on my iPad. So I may have to try that um and see what I can do there because I have an Apple Pencil. So, <laughs> um.
1: but I I because we were talking about it before uh, and we'll end the show right here. But uh, uh Jedi uh, uh Duku Jedi Lost I think is the title of the book. Yep. Um. My local Barnes and Noble did not have a hard copy, so I did not purchase it yet. But I do have it on my audible i'm waiting to get the physical copy i ordered it on barnes and noble uh online store it should be coming in within like the next week or two so, so
2: the, that'll remember be fun those are script books yes so they're not actually like
1: yeah um, no i have i have a script book called krypton which is okay. a uh, star wars origin story and it's it's a script book a also. star
2: wars origin story
1: D- is that what i said yeah Oh no it's it's a it's a DC Superman origin story called Krypton, <laughs> which is what the show was based off of. It was based off of that book. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, it was also a script book. So I have a few of them in my little collection. Uh, so this will just be an extra one of those. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to that. You know, you you got me really pumped about that. And plus, if that really does have the connections to the High Republic, it's it's a must read anyway. So.
2: Yep. And for me, just as a, like, um, on my, uh, Star Wars canon shelf update, I have officially gotten all the hard copies of (laughs) the Star Wars books that are currently out. Um, so my last one, The Legends of Luke Skywalker came in today. So I was really excited about that one because I love that one. Um, but, uh, the next stuff stop on my list for like spending like my podcast and writing money is getting my comic books so yes uh i will be going back i'm gonna get up to date with the issues that are currently running for like like the current star wars run current dr afra and current darth vader i'm gonna get those trades because again i'm sticking with trades um and i'll get those and then i'll go back and um fill in kind of where i'm missing so
1: very very nice
2: Y'all, this has been a quick, short show. Um, Again, once again, enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Eat a lot of turkey. Eat a lot of ham. Eat a lot of mac and cheese, sweet potato casserole. Whatever is your favorite. Um, Clay is not going to be eating any of it. So.
1: Nope.
2: <laughs> y'all, I want to wish everyone a great day or night, whatever time of day you're listening or watching. And we will see y'all next time. May the force be with you. See ya. <laughs>